Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. That uh, the great Bill Withers had passed away. Uh, of course, uh, our family were huge fans of his music. He, of course, wrote and sang a number of songs in the 1970s that have stood the test of time. He died from heart complications, according to a statement from his family given to the Associated Press. He was 81 years old. He passed away on Monday, uh, but the statement was released today. The three-time Grammy Award winner who withdrew from making music in the mid-1980s after uh, fighting with uh, Columbia Record executives. As I said, died uh, Monday in L.A. His songs, folks, uh, during his uh, 
relatively short career have certainly become the soundtracks of engagements, weddings, backyard parties, uh, movies, sampled a number of times in hip-hop. And uh, when you think about that, that voice, that just, it sounded like he was just having a conversation uh, sitting right across from you. We all remember Lean On Me was performed at the inaugurations of both Presidents Barack Obama and Bill Clinton. That, along with Ain't No Sunshine, are among Rolling Stone's list of the 500 greatest songs of all time. What's the interesting about that is Bill Withers is a man who overcame a childhood stutter. Born the last of six kids in the coal mining town of Slab Fork, West Virginia. His parents divorced when he was three years old and was raised by his mother in nearby Beckley. Joined the Navy at 17. He spent nine years in the service as an aircraft mechanic installing toilets because he said he did not want to be a cook. After his discharge, he moved to L.A., worked at an aircraft parts uh, factory, then all of a sudden went to a Lou Rawls concert. And he realized that there were all these women uh, who were going towards Lou and not coming to him, him. And he said, man, I need to figure this singing thing out. Went out and bought himself a guitar from Pawn Shop, recorded demos, taught himself how to play, recorded some demos in the hopes of landing a recording contract. Now, here's what's interesting. He shows up. He shows up uh, he, uh, with these demos, and they say, fine, let's record. He comes to the studio, and he thinks another artist is going to record the songs he wrote. They were like, no, no, no. You are going to sing those songs. Put out his first album, Just As I Am, in 1971. Now, what's interesting, Ain't No Sunshine was originally released on the B-side. Now, for all y'all folks who ain't familiar with records, well, hell, he and Premium with records. Uh, there used to be an A and a B side. Well, Ain't No Sunshine was on the B side. The other song, Harlem, they thought was going to be the better song. But what did radio DJs do? Flip the song, heard Ain't No Sunshine, and climbed to number three on the Billboard charts. It's been a total of 16 weeks in the top 40. Uh, again, Bill Withers, an absolutely unbelievable, unbelievable uh, artist. Uh, I had the opportunity uh, to uh, spend some time with him. I was at the uh, Oprah's Legends Ball uh, that took place in December 2014. It was when Selma came out uh, and Oprah had uh, a number of uh, folks uh, there. And so on that Sunday at her home in Santa Barbara, California, uh, there was uh, there was a gospel. There was a gospel um, concert. Uh, in addition to the gospel concert, Bill Withers was one of the folks who sang. It was a pleasant surprise seeing him. Uh, you can actually, Anthony, you can go to my iPad. You'll see some of the photos uh, from that event. Uh, that's a photo there with Ed Gordon, B.B. Winans right there. Uh, and then you'll see in a moment uh, some of the other folks uh, uh, who were there. Uh, what was um, what, what was what was really interesting about uh, that, that that day, like I say, he sang, he sang, and... There was a particular song that he sang uh, with his daughter about fathers. And if you saw the airing of this celebration on Oprah's own network, she showed all these men, Stedman and Kevin Lyles and all these brothers, many of who had lost fathers, were just in tears. Um, my father's still living, and, but the song was so unbelievably moving. It was just incredible to sit there and listen to Bill Withers and his daughter sing that song. Uh, we've got some uh, incredible guests lined up, folks, for you. Uh, folks, let me know who's our first guest right now. Uh, Layla Hathaway? All right. Well, joining us right now, Hi. folks, the first person who responded to me this morning who said absolutely, uh, the great Layla Hathaway. Layla, glad to have you in Roland Martin Unfiltered. 
Hey, Roland. How are you? Uh, doing great. Uh, just, just your thoughts of just the amazing artist, Bill Withers. Gosh, um, what a loss. I mean, it just keeps happening. 2020 is just um, kicking us while we're down. Um, one of the greatest, most prolific songwriters and singers ever. Someone that, you know, industry-wide and as artists, we all look up to him because he knew how to write a great song and he knew how to do his business. That's a part of, of Bill that not everybody knows. He was such a businessman and um, made such a, left such a legacy for his family. Um, just, just really a great, very gentle human being. He is, he is going to be missed. Also, I think what's, 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 what's so interesting you hear that voice, you know exactly who it is. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, that's a time gone by, though. You know, people used to uh, used to be able, from that note one, right, know who it was. If it was Bill, if it was Patty, if it was Daddy, if it was Stevie, if it was Shaka. Um, and he represents those artists like that that were all self-contained. He could come out on the stage and just sing the song right, you know? Uh, well, yeah, yeah. No, no, we're here. No, we are. No, no, I'm listening to you. Go ahead. Well, first of all, while you were talking, while you were talking, Jeffrey Osborne was calling, and so uh, oh, yeah. So okay. no, no, go, go ahead, keep talking. Um, also, I think what's interesting is that because again, he had a relatively short career, and mm -hmm. then, and he walks away, so he sort of becomes this mystical, mythic figure. Right. Right, because he, because, he, because he disappeared. I mean, he was he was shocked when he was inducted to the Radio Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2015. Right, hold on, I, I can hear your assistant. That's why I can't I can't really hear you. Say okay. that again. I said he was shocked when he was inducted to the to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2015. He pretty much had walked away, and it was like I was done with the music scene, and was shocked that folks <laughs> were still talking about him. You know what? The the one thing that I think everyone will say about Bill Withers is that he was very humble. He was a very humble soul. And while I'm sure that he was aware of the legacy he was leaving, and I'm sure that he was aware, I mean, he's one of the most sampled artists of all time, um, you know, sung artists of all time. He was a very humble guy. So that makes sense to me that he would look around and say, who, me? You know, he, he was just very humble. Well, uh, he certainly uh, is going to be missed. Just an, an amazing voice. Uh, last year, I, I think it was in eight, 2018 or 19, uh, there was supposed to be a um, there was supposed to be a um, uh, there was supposed to be a um, birthday tribute uh, for him, and uh, I mm -hmm. had um, he was sick. And his wife mm -hmm. uh, had, a, had invite, and I hit her up, and I said, "Hey, hit Martian." Said, "Hey, is it still going on?" And then she then she said that uh, that he had gotten sick, uh, and then yeah. and then but he gotten better. But uh, and I was hoping that we would, be, we would be able to have that big birthday celebration uh, for him. And so, uh, yeah. so we certainly will miss so him. Sad. Eighty-one years old, but uh, uh, his his work was, is certainly timeless, and multiple generations get to enjoy the, the sounds of Bill, of Bill with us. Layla, we appreciate it. The last it. time I... Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Okay. No, 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 go ahead, go ahead. Oh, no, I was, <laughs> was going to say the last time I saw him, um, we had a little talk about my dad, and he had these stories that he was going to tell me because they were such great friends. And I'm so sad I will never get those stories. Mm. Just, just gutted about that. Yep.
I understand. Layla Hathaway, always a pleasure. I appreciate it. Thank you, Rose. All right, thanks a bunch. Take care. All right, folks, uh, let's go to uh, Jeffrey Osborne. Is he ready? Jeffrey, ready? I'm ready. All right. Jeffrey, how you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. You know, I'm chilling. Coming off your Instagram, coming off your Instagram live concert. I was so I was so busy booking guests for the this Bill Withers tribute. I missed it, but I just saw you post the video, so now I can check it out. Yeah, well, I think this is more important than that video because this this was, was an incredible person that we just lost. Uh, talk about um, how long did you how, how long did you know Bill? I saw the photo you posted on your Instagram page and just just what's just just share some thoughts about uh, y'all friendship. Well, you know, I, I've known Bill forever, man. He's uh, you know he's been been one of those guys that I met years ago, and I was just captivated by his. He's just so organic. I mean, he. He sings uh, basically and tells stories, and he's he's more talking the story. That's what I think drew people in. He talked his vocals. It was like he was talking to you personally. Uh, he had that real raw, organic sound that you don't find in, in many uh, vocalists, which I guess separated him from so many other people. And he wrote the most simplistic, beautiful songs. I mean, as simple as it could be, but it had so much depth in its simplicity. So I, I loved Bill, man. He was a great guy. I, I just worked with him, I, I would say, about a year ago. Uh, there was a tribute to Elgin Baylor. They, they retired his number at Staples Center. Mm -hmm. And Bill Withers and Elgin Baylor are really close friends. I mean, they're like inseparable. And so he, uh, they asked me to come and sing because Bill wasn't really feeling that well. So they asked me to come and sing, and it was me and Bill Withers and Greg Phil and Gangs was playing keyboards, and Ray Parker Jr. And so uh, we went to the Staples Center, and we sang this song, man, and I sang with Bill. And he was, he's just a fascinating person, man. And uh, I really was, I cherished that last moment that I spent with him, uh, you know. But he wasn't doing well then, you know. He, was, he had a cane. He, mm -hmm. he was getting very fragile, you know. But he has just timeless, timeless music that will go on forever. And even right now, during this whole coronavirus thing, Lean On Me is probably getting more play than anything because yeah. of the message. You know, so he was, a, he was an incredible guy. Yeah. I, I loved him. Just, oh, man, just unbelievable music. You know, you, you talk about, uh, again, when you, when, you meet, when, you, when you grow up listening to someone's music and then you finally get a chance to meet them. Uh, right. You know, thankfully, my mother and father uh, played music for us. Uh, we didn't just listen to music that was our generation. Uh, and what's interesting is that probably for me, uh, being 51, I and so again, growing up again at, at the beginning of uh, of rap, of hip hop was crazy. Right. That I actually will listen to more music that was before me than during that particular period. Uh, and when I think about Bill Withers, when I think about live at Carnegie Hall, when I think about uh, his music, and first of all, I mean, it, look, I can go down the line, whether it's you, whether it's LTD, whether it's the OJs, what, I mean, I can go down at a whole line. And so I certainly appreciate that. But I had a chance to meet him at Oprah's Legends Ball in 2014. It was the only time I met Bill Withers. Uh -huh. uh, and, uh, and so went up to him, told him, look, huge fan. And, and, and what's always crazy for me is when someone like that is like, no, no, I'm a huge fan of yours. Yeah, uh, that's amazing. And it was just a great conversation. And just to see how many people were just 
coming up to him because again he wasn't somebody who he, he did not get out a lot he wasn't always showing up no. at stuff he was in many no. ways a recluse yeah he didn't do a lot of live things he stopped doing live shows a long time ago mm -hmm. so yeah so you know he was uh, but he was very well recognized and people did run up to him every time i mean, i saw him at the Cedric, uh, Cedric's uh, golf tournament, mm -hmm. and uh, he was hanging out there, and I went up and spoke to him and sat down, and then we sang together up at the Spanish Hills Country Club. Uh, he wouldn't sing, though. He came up on stage with me and said, you go ahead and sing. He sat down and played the guitar, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but he was such an incredible person, man, and uh, those songs, man, are just just timeless and the stories that he told within the songs mm -hmm. it was so real it was so natural he was a real storyteller man uh and and look and i and it was the people who i think very interesting when you look at the reaction from different artists but the people who really 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 appreciate bill withers the most songwriters yeah exactly that's what i'm saying because he had that knack he had that knack to write the most simplistic chords i mean you know, lean on me is down, 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 down. I mean, that's as basic as you can <laughs> Right, <get>. right. <laughs> but the, the message is so powerful, and his voice is so earthy and organic that it just draws you in. It's like he's really talking to you while he's singing, and not many people have that gift. It's an amazing gift that you had. Uh, it is uh, It's certainly that. So if you had, now, you know, look, there's always lots of songs, but for you, that that go-to build with a song, what is it? Uh, I would have to say, you know, I'm torn because I like uh, I like Lovely Day a lot. I like the way he strung that note at the end, you know, forever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he thinks a little trick there, but you know, I loved Ain't No Sunshine, just how simple yeah. that was. Yeah. Uh, that was just the song to me. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. He just told that story so beautiful. Uh, I'd have to say that would probably be my favorite. But he had some incredible songs, man. I mean, if you just listen to his records, you get drawn in. And, you know, man, I mean, the stories that he told, amazing. Uh, you know, <laughs> I love that dude, man. Well, and that's so funny. I was just with him. He had an 80th birthday party planned yeah. last year. Yeah. Yeah. And he got very sick yep. and went into the hospital. And so we never got to celebrate that's his 80th. That, that's that's what I was saying before you came on. Uh, yeah. His his wife Marsha had um, had in, uh, invited me to it. I I, I was somewhere. I, I can't right. remember. I was somewhere. His wife saw. I ran to her, and uh, and she gave me uh, her phone number, and uh, and I hit her and I said, Hey, um, are you still having a party? And then she said he gotten sick. Cause supposed to, I think it's supposed to be in October. Uh, yeah. She said he had gotten sick, and I was look, really looking forward to it. Uh, to go and celebrate him, uh, but uh, you know, again, uh, but you know, circumstances with health, we certainly understand that. And, yeah. and, and look, because you know, same thing for us with Dr. Joseph Lowry on Monday. Because the coronavirus, we don't have the opportunity to throw uh, one of our famous black home goings. That's why we wanted to do that uh, to show the appreciation with the different artists uh, here. This virtual home going. And so we appreciate you, Jeffrey, uh, answering the call oh, and, man. and sharing some thoughts. Well, thank you, man. And I love what you do. I'm, I'm so happy to see you uh, giving this tribute to Bill because he's so well-deserving. Indeed. Uh, and, and thank you for including me in it, uh, you know. Well, I'll tell you one of the best stories was he wrote, 
You're going to keep on using me until you use me up. That was the joint right there. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Jeffrey Osborne, always good seeing you, brother. All right, always good, Roland. Thank you for concluding me, man. Appreciate I appreciate you. it, Jeffrey. Thanks a lot. All right. All right, Bye-bye. folks, let's go to another friend of mine, my frat brother, uh, the saxophonist, Gerald Albright. Gerald! Roland, how you doing? Man, what's going on? Oh, well, you know... Uh, just doing the quarantine thing, just at home, chilling, and uh, great to see your face, great to hear your voice, my friend. Uh, First of all, rarely I see you without a saxophone in your hand. I know, I know, but you know, the wife has me doing honeydews around the house, so I got brooms and rakes and all anything else but a saxophone. Oh, well, and with the coronavirus, you probably got honeydews every day. You know it. It's endless. Yes. I understand. I understand. (laughs) Just uh, share your thoughts about Bill Withers. Last time you talked to him, when you first met him, uh, go ahead. Well, um, I first got the news early this morning, man. I I turned my phone on and I read a text message from a dear friend. And uh, she was saying, you know, sorry for your loss. And I'm like, are you kidding me? And so it hit me like a brick. Uh, but, uh, the last time I corresponded with Bill was late December. It was, um, by text message, actually, uh, he was reaching out to me to, uh, do a recording session for his daughter, Corey, Mm -hmm. uh, who, who within herself, she's a phenomenal uh, singer, a songwriter and guitarist. I enjoy her music a lot. And he wanted me to, uh, do some saxophone work on her project, which we never got to do, unfortunately, but I was honored that he called me. Uh, he told me for years that I was his uh, number one saxophone player. And mm. that was always a great compliment uh, from Bill because, you know, he's been with a plethora of musicians uh, yep. during his lifetime. And uh, to be in the number one slot is just, you know, major respect. I'm gonna have somebody, I'm gonna have somebody join you right now. So Gerald, hold on. I'm gonna bring up John Legend, uh, of course, singer, sure. songwriter. Uh, My buddy. Uh, <laughs> Okay, guys, uh, get John Legend on. I thought they told me they told me y'all had him on. So uh, let me know when John is on, uh, so I can bring him up. Um, you, you, first of all, you talk about his daughter. First of all, unbelievable singer. Uh, I was yeah. sharing earlier when, at Oprah's Legends Ball, uh, she sang with him, and uh, and they did a duet together. This, it was a song uh, dedicated to fathers, and man, it was just unbelievable. Oh, uh, I wish and, I was just dude. Scared. It was it was it was just unbelievable. So we have John John Legend. You're on with Gerald Albright. How you doing, brother? How you doing, Gerald? Good to see you, sir. Good to see you, Hold too. On, make sure y'all can see me right. Yeah, we yeah, see you. John, John, we see you, we hear you, and we see your coronavirus look. Yeah, man. <laughs> I'm, it's all growing in. I love the beard. Yeah, you're you, 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 you approaching <laughs> Moses' territory. Yes, I'm going to be. I played Jesus and Jesus Christ Superstar. I'm trying to get my Jesus beard going. <laughs> John, it was um, when, when, I got, when I got the text this morning about... Um, about uh, Bill Withers passing away, uh, you were one of the first folks I thought of because the people who really, 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 really appreciated, I think, Bill Withers the most are songwriters, individuals. Yes. And, and you, of course, had the opportunity with Stevie Wonder uh, to help induct him into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2000. Absolutely. And my first interaction with him, first of all, I've been singing his songs since I was young. I remember singing Lean On Me and talent shows when I was in middle school and high school. I remember singing, who is he and what is he to you? I remember singing, use me, uh, ain't no sunshine. He wrote such great songs. And what 
what was so appealing about him. I grew up in the Midwest in Ohio, which is right next door to where he grew up in West Virginia. And he, I grew up in a blue collar family, just like him. And all of his stories I thought were so relatable and so um, connected to the human experience, whether it was grandma's hands, whether it was talking about uh, soldiers coming home from war. Um, he just had a way of telling stories that everybody could relate to and um, doing it musically beautifully and um, doing it in a way that was really poignant and powerful for everybody. We're playing a video right now of that ceremony when he walked over, gave you a hug, you brought him out, and y'all yeah. actually got to sing together. Yes, and he hadn't sung in public in a long time before that, and we, were, we didn't know if we would convince him to even get on the mic at all. <laughs> and we were just happy. He didn't even sing loud or sing much, but he sang a little bit with us. And I don't know if he has performed in public since then, um, but uh, we were honored that he would come up and sing with us just a little bit. And when he got on the mic, um, anybody who knows Bill knows what a storyteller and what a, a, a funny person he is. He, he, he can tell a, a story. He can, you know, spin a yarn, as they say. And he would um, he would just go on and on. He had, had interacted with so many uh, incredible talents over the years, and he had stories about everybody. <laughs> and if you just had a chance to sit with him and just soak it all in with him, it was incredible. And I got to tell the story of how we met, which was I I did a song um, called I Can't Write Left Handed with the Roots on an album we did called Wake Up. And... Um, Bill heard the song. He had written this song back in the 70s about a, a soldier coming home from the Vietnam War, and he had performed it at Carnegie Hall. He used his performance as an uh, inspiration for what we were doing with our song on the album. And we did a version of it, and it was up on YouTube. He got a call from Bill Russell. Bill Russell called him up, and he was like, you got to check out what John Legend and the Roots did with your song. And he checked it out, and he um, found out how to get in touch with me through my manager. He emailed me this long email telling me the story of how he discovered the song, how much he loved our version of it, how much he respected the work that me and The Roots were doing, generally speaking, as, as artists and as activists. And we became friends after that. I started inviting him to my shows whenever we'd be in L.A. and, you know, over to the house for barbecues, whatever. Um, and uh, it was just really cool to get to know him that way. And we were so honored and floored that he loved our version of his song and that we became friends after that. Gerald, the, the, the thing I think that stands out the most, the simplicity of his music, you, it, it wasn't a whole lot going on. Gerald, you heard me? Gerald, Gerald Albright? I'm here. I'm here. Gerald, the, the simplicity of his music, it wasn't a whole lot going on. It wasn't a whole lot going on. It was a less is more type of situation with Bill Withers. You know, sometimes you just need vocals and guitar. You don't, you don't need all the bells and whistles. And the lyrics are so strong and so perpetual in terms of, you know, they're just timeless. You know, you, in any given situation, like we're in now, like the coronavirus. I mean, so many of his songs uh, allude to something that would help somebody uh, in, in terms of musical nutrition, you know, to get through what we're going through now. And I listened to some of these songs. I, I actually uh, 
I think in 2016, uh, covered Lovely Day as an instrumental. Uh, and I had uh, Michael McDonald sing on it. And, uh, and it was for the simple fact that it was one of my favorite songs of his. And it's hard to choose one because all of them are great. Uh, but uh, I was drawn to that song. And um, I just, you know, I, I let him hear it. Uh, shortly after I recorded it, and he really enjoyed my version, which was the ultimate compliment. And, um, you know, I, I'm sure that from this point on, I'm going to get a lot of requests to to play that, that particular song. Uh, John, what, what also I think is interesting, here's a man who understood who he was, what his music was like, and when he walked away, he walked away. Yeah. I, you know, part of me, I, I don't understand that. <laughs> because... <laughs> <laughs> you know, I know how you are, Roland. We just like to work. Yes, we, sir. We uh, we get excited to to go to work. Uh, we 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 you know, it'd be hard to imagine either of us wanting to stop doing what we love doing. I, I don't. I, I I'll be honest with you, John. I've been doing this since I was fourteen years old. I I there's no look. I don't see that. Yeah, I I could never see myself doing it unless I lost my voice or you know some some right. reason why I couldn't do it. Um, but I couldn't see myself willingly walking away from it. And, um, he, he chose to do that. And, you know, um, in the, in the documentary, I guess they kind of cover some of his thinking behind that, but you know, every, every individual has that, that right. And he, he established such a legacy with the music that he did make that he could afford to walk away. That to me, Gerald, I think is what really stands out that, Again, I, I sort of have this sort of this scale. As a matter of fact, I remember I was tweeting this one day, and, and I was talking about, I remember I was tweeting one day about iconic music, uh, and I was talking about a number of artists uh, back in the day. And then and John replied. John was like, hold up, is, is some of us still out here trying to make it happen? Uh, <laughs> and it was, <laughs> he, he, he replied to it. But, but the thing about it is when you look at the, the music he did was in a very short window. An extremely yeah. short window. Then he walks away, and to this day, DJs. Uh, I'm gonna play to leave Quilla in interview later. He said Bill Withers was sampled more than 400 times in hip hop. Uh, wow. You can you can be at a hip hop party today, and they slide in "Lovely Day," and ain't nobody gonna leave the dance floor. That speaks to music that goes from being a hit record to an iconic record. It's true. Absolutely. And the one thing about uh, Bill, too, he really didn't start his career until, like, his early 30s. Yeah. You know, you figure a vocalist sometimes, uh, you know, they'll start out in their early 20s, and then, you know, they'll go through, you know, the, the musical evolution of whatever their, their approach to the business is. But he started late, and then, as you point out, his career was so short. But in that short period of time, all these wonderful tunes came out, and you know, I, I just appreciate his legacy, man. And being able to go back and reflect on all those songs, uh, it's really musical therapy for me. It really is. So I got Gerald Albright on saxophone. I got John Legend uh, on piano. Somebody else just called, and look, I figure y'all wouldn't mind, gentlemen. Say hello to Stevie Wonder. Oh man, Stevie. Stevie. <laughs> yes, sir. Stevie. Hello. Stevie Wonder, how you doing? Is it Stevie? 
You're speaking to BB Winans. Oh, we got BB. Oh, it's BB. Oh, BB. Okay, Stevie. Right. So y'all told me Stevie Wonder. Yeah, BB. BB rhymes with Stevie, but Look at you. no. All right. Well, I got John, I got John Legend, Stevie Wonder, uh, John Legend, Gerald Albright, and BB Winans on the line right now. <laughs> <laughs> ah, What's up, ah. some of my heroes, some of my heroes. Speaking of, I, I saw a video clip someone sent me. Arsenio Hall was uh, hosting it. It was a Soul Train, I forget the annual uh, celebration, but Bill Withers came out. I saw this thing and it's like, Bill Withers, BB. And Bill Withers came out and he started singing Lean On Me. Then Stevie Wonder started singing, and then I came out and I started singing. And when I came out, I wondered to myself, who gave me a mic? (laughs) 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 I had to be nervous because I was still sitting up here wondering, oh, my God, what did I sound like? I was nervous right now because you talk about a man that just had a style that was unmatched. To me, there was only a couple of people who I knew made Stevie Wonder a little nervous. Really? And that was Bill, yes. That was Bill Withers and Donnie Hathaway. Wow. (laughs) Well, we just, and well, John, we just had, John, we just had Layla Hathaway on and she talked about how Donnie Hathaway was such good friends with Bill Withers. Well, Bill yeah. was really friends with so many other artists. Um, that's why it was so fun to talk to him because he has stories about everybody. <laughs> <laughs> he, 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 so if you sit with him, like he would come to our house and he would just sit on the couch and just tell me so many stories. And he was just a, a fountain of, of anecdotes and, and funny stories. Now, hold on, hold on, hold on. Gerald, and he, 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 you he saw had a very he, unique way of, of telling those stories. Gerald, too. you saw how easy John was? Yeah, you know, Bill came by the house, sat on the couch. Yeah. Oh, I know. Well, he, once, <laughs> once we got in touch, I started staying in touch with him. I would invite him to our shows when we were in L.A. But then once we got a house uh-huh. out here, um, we would invite him over when we had a barbecue or something. And he would just come over and and just entertain us. <laughs> I, 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 and he was the, the, entertaining. <laughs> no yes. doubt. No I have, doubt. One of a I have, I have some um, um, answering. I have some voicemail from Bill that I never erased because they were so random. His calls were so random and his conversations were so random. And one that just brought tears and laughter to my to to my heart today was he called <laughs> he called out of the blue and said bb i said hey bill he said uh i want you to do me a favor i said yes sir yes sir you know because you pinch yourself still i don't care how successful you think you are you know that you're talking to bill withers it's like this is still weird to me and then he said uh i want you to do me a favor you know i i, I want to my daughter's going to get married, and uh, I want her to get married at uh, Oprah's house. <laughs> and I said, Bill, <laughs> and what do I have to do with this? <laughs> it was just stuff like that. He was so, like John said, he was so entertaining just to listen to. 
Yeah. Beyond his music, the stories and the lessons and, and the yeah. things he endured. And all of that was poured into his songs. John. And he wasn't just friends with um, artists. He was friends with athletes, Bill Russell, Jim Brown, you know, just uh, just so many important uh, figures in black America that he was friendly with and touch with and had stories about. Yeah. Um, he was just, mm -hmm. he had so much history in his mind and his heart. John, I know you have, j j j well, actually, I thought I was, so let me just go ahead and do this. I got, I got, I, but actually, so I got John, I got BB, I got, I got Gerald Albright. Uh, so, Stevie Wonder's there. Stevie Wonder, are you there? Hey. Stevie Wonder, Roland Martin, how you doing? I'm okay. Say hello to, okay. say hello to your friend, John Legend, BB Winans, and Gerald Albright. Hey, Stevie. Hey, hey y'all. Hey, God bless you. How you doing? Well, Stevie. Hello, sir. Stevie, all three of them say they, that, that Bill Withers was a great storyteller in person and quite entertaining. You agree? Completely. Completely. Now, B.B. just told me something I ain't <laughs> never heard. He said... <laughs> B, B, see, BB, you gonna say no, no, BB, no, BB, since you gonna say you gotta get my permission. No, nah, well, go ahead, go you, ahead. You done told the world. <laughs> B, okay, Stevie Wonder, BB Winans just said to John Legend, Gerald Albright, yeah, that only two people he's ever seen you sort of nervous performing in front of or with, and that was Donny Hathaway and Bill Withers. True or false? <laughs> now did. Did I, John, did I say nervous performing with? I just said a little nervous. Okay, a little nervous, whatever. Stevie, Stevie is that true or false, what Stevie? You saying that I was a little nervous? Yes, that's what B.B. said. <laughs> <laughs> well, B.B. says a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to go ahead and check. Stevie, one of your favorite Bill Withers memory? My favorite memory, uh, well, I had a few, but I played on a few, ses a few sessions for him, and that, that was wonderful. I think the greatest thing for me was to have been able to be a part of the celebration of his music, um, when he was inducted into the, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Um, it's so amazing because he had just texted me about a month ago, a little, little more than a month ago, well, a little more than say, a month and a half ago. And, um, you know, he said, you know, a few things like, you know, he enjoyed... He was very appreciative that I did the um, tribute to him. And obviously I said, you know, it was my joy. And then I got another text and he was saying that he was going to be performing at Carnegie Hall. He knows that I had just, you know, had my surgery and all that, but, um, you know, still recovering. If possible, could I come and, and play clavinet? Uh, Carnegie Hall with him on, on Use Me Up. And I said, of course, you know, I'd love to do it. 
and uh, there's nothing I want to do for you. you know, I love you and respect you. And um, we had talked about writing things together and all that kind of stuff, you know? Life. I have a question. Stevie, this is BB. I have a question. Being someone that you know how we feel about um, you and your gift of writing, um, you've been that person to look up to. What did you feel about the writing of Bill Withers? It was amazing. It was masterful. It was, uh, it was real. Uh, mm. but I felt that way from the moment that I heard the song, uh, it was like Sunday night or Saturday night in Harlem, something like that. Mm-hmm. And, um, the, the B side, ain't no sunshine or the A side, I guess, ain't no sunshine when she's gone. It was just amazing. And, um, uh, I don't know, Lean On Me is, is one of my most favorite songs of all time. Uh, he was just a great writer. And mm. I know that he's influenced me in my writing just because he was so colorful and clear in wow. his uh, lyric writing as well as melodies. I'm gonna ask this question. I'm gonna ask this question. I'm gonna have. Wow. I'm gonna ask this question. I want Gerald to go first, then John. I want all of you to answer this. Uh, Gerald, for the public, what is it like to be an artist and you're in the same space with an artist like Bill Withers or John Legend and Stevie Wonder or BB Winans and y'all are putting this thing together? Uh, for, Take for, what, what does that feel like it, 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 when you talk about mutual respect, admiration? Just give folks a sense of, of, of what that's like being in that sort of space. Well, for, for me, uh, music is the vehicle that brings people together, uh, both on stage and in the audience. And um, when I'm able to share the stage with people like who we, we're with today and others, it's just the greatest compliment to... Uh, to have that type of camaraderie in real time on stage. And uh, because music is a conversation, uh, here we are in real time uh, having a conversation on all of our respective instruments. And uh, it's, it's just a celebration. It's an absolute celebration. We were speaking earlier about, uh, John was making the point that, you know, how can we hang up what we do for a living? I mean, retirement it's really not in my vocabulary. I can't see myself hanging my saxophone up at a given point and saying, okay, that's it. Um, you know, I'm going to commit to it till my last breath. That's a promise. But, but to be able to, again, share the stage with, with folks and just have that instant camaraderie and say, hey, you know, we're leaving the egos at the door. It's all about this moment. It's the greatest compliment in the world. I'm glad to be a part of it whenever I have the chance. John, when you were on that stage in 2015, and you and Stevie, and y- y'all, y'all are doing this tribute to Bill, then he comes out. Uh, w- w- even while you performed, w- was there a part of you going, am I really in Ohio, in Cleveland, on this stage, helping to induct Bill Withers in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and I'm doing it with Stevie Wonder? Well, you know, I- I've had the honor of, of playing with Stevie quite a few times over the years. The very first time we played together was 
2005 when I was a brand new artist. And let me tell you, that was something because I was a brand new artist and I had this little song called Ordinary People. And um, Stephen Hill at BET thought it would be a cool idea to do a medley of My Sharia Moore uh, and Ordinary People. And you want to talk about nervous. Um, that was right at the beginning of my career. And there's no songwriter or artist who's been more influential to me than Stevie Wonder. And for me to have the chance to meet him and then us sitting there rehearsing a song like, you know, we're just peers <laughs> when we were definitely not peers in any sense. Um, it was incredible. And then when Stevie and I got together to do this for Bill, uh, Honestly, I'm going to tell you the truth. Our most uh, pressing concern was, could we convince Bill to come out and sing a little bit? <laughs> <laughs> I think I think we just, like, we kind of got him to do it. He kind of wasn't planning to do it, and then we just kept on, and he came out, and it was a wonderful night. Yeah, it was beautiful. Now, the three of you were not there, but this one would bring in B.B. B.B., uh, 2014 at Oprah's house. Uh, that was a brunch, uh, Legends Weekend, and you were the musical director. Bill Withers sang with his daughter. And, B.B., that was a particular mm. song that he sang that was dedicated to fathers. And, man, right. brothers, the whole room, they were shedding tears and everything. I'm not going to say who... First of all, B.B., I, I want to just get your thoughts just on that day, what it felt just to watch him in action and how the room was just blown away by his presence and, uh, and, and his singing there with his daughter. I think, I think John and Steve would agree. It's not so much that day, role. It was the conversations to that day because he was not going to sing at all. And it was like, uh, okay, we're going to do the song, and his daughter, Corey, is going to sing it. I said, but, but Bill, why don't you come in? No, 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 baby, we ain't going to do that. Well, Bill, I mean, you're going to be there. So it was it was hilarious to going back and forth. Um, and 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 then that day he did sing um, no, no. again, like John says, uh, it's it's those moments that you pinch yourself um, uh, again when, you know, my family, we grew up in Detroit, Michigan. So when it would snow, you know, we would run to Stevie's house and we would run to Smokey Robin's house and. We would get there before the other kids so we could, you know, shovel their snow and make a couple more dollars because they was giving you a couple more dollars than the other folks. <laughs> and so to grow up and to become friends with Stevie and to meet Stevie and to work with Stevie is just still something you don't get used to. Mm -hmm. And the same thing with Bill. It was just, you know, these are people who knock down doors. One of the things I'll say with Gerald, Ted, is that for me, uh, John, uh, 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 Gerald, Stevie, and, and, and Bill, we're, we're part of a army. We're part of a force. And not only do our music um, help in, in, in many ways and entertain in many ways, but our music, which is so important, especially in the time that we live in, it brings healing. It brings hope. It brings peace to a world that is in, 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 in flux right now. So I, I look at us as, as, as healers, as, as, as instruments that are, you know, are used to, to, to help bring um, 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 peace to a, a much-needed world. 
I only met Bill Withers that one time, and um, y'all will all appreciate this. Y'all all have Bill Withers story. This is the only Bill Withers story that I have, and BB was standing right there. So, <laughs> Bill, Bill, Stevie, Steve, it's, it's your moment, man. Stevie, Steve, no, 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 it's not my moment. Trust me, it was because when I tell the story, BB gonna bust out laughing because he gonna remember what happened. So, so Stevie, we're standing there. Bill had, and his daughter did this amazing song. Men are crying, women are crying, and it's about fathers, and they shedding tears. So I'm not going to name the artist who approached Bill and said, man, I really want to record that song. I'm not going to spill that tea. But Bill said, Bill is sitting there with me and BB, and Bill said, uh, he said, can you believe so-and-so walked up to me and said he wanted to record that song? He, that song, he said, you got to have soul to record my song, and that motherfucker ain't got no soul. Oh, no. Stevie, I, 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 BB, you were standing right there. That's why you laughing so hard. Oh, I remember. <laughs> I remember, but he had no shame in his game. He would say exactly what he said. It, it was it. Final, so, I, you know, Stevie, go ahead. Go ahead, Stevie. So, go ahead. If you're going to keep us in suspense for the rest of our lives, then you're going to spill it. I just did. No, oh, the, the artist? I he ain't going to tell us. I can't do that. Yeah. I can't. I, Stevie, <laughs> I will call you after the show and tell you individually. I can't do that. I, it, I can't do that. Mm -mm, I can't okay, do that. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> I, I need a text. I need a text, Roland. My thing with Bill is the last, you remember this, John? When we were in Cleveland backstage, he would tell all these crazy Detroit stories. Yeah. About, you know, players in Detroit and how they did this and did that. But um, I, one of my last texts that I got from him was one where he was congratulating me on something. I guess I had said something about I said something about, um, what was it? Um, oh my goodness. I'm, I'm just, I'm not trying to get emotional with this whole deal because, you know, as well, I've lost two members of my family mm -hmm. in the last two weeks. Mm. So, <clears throat> and, um, you know, when we think of Alice and Celeste and um, Bill, it's just in other people that we have lost as well, great musicians and songwriters. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, it's a heartbreak. Um, and it's, it's a season. Yep. Uh, it's a season that speaks on many things. Uh, the great writers that we talk about, you guys on the phone, you know, someday as life will look back at life, people will, will be listening to the songs you have written as people read books back in the right. day. Right. And so I just am very happy that in my lifetime I was able to meet uh, Bill, Bill Withers. 
make me think of uh, the people that, you know, I've loved and lost, and it makes me smile. And uh, it brings tears as well because obviously you, mm-hmm. you, you, you know, you, you have memories, and those memories uh, right. are wonderful. And so I just am happy that on this planet we we were able to be blessed with a man who would write such a great song as uh, Ain't No Sunshine When She's Gone and mm-hmm. Use Me Up and Lean On Me and all the various great songs that he wrote in his life. And uh, I just hope we celebrate his family and your wife, children, you know, let them continuously know how much we love a man who made a difference. Stevie Wonder. Um, and and if, it, Steve, if, if I can Stevie, add Stevie Wonder, we, first Stevie Wonder, we, so don't st- I, hold, hold on, BB, hold on, one second, BB, John. one second, one second, BB. Uh, Stevie Wonder, I know you have to go. I love, I, I, we love and appreciate, man, uh, you and what you've done, and we thank, we thank you for joining us for this, uh, for this uh, tribute to Bill Withers. Thank you, Stevie. You I love all of you. Love you, Stevie. And thank you all for everything that you're doing. Thank you all, Stevie. Thanks a lot. Thank bless you. you. I'm gonna go. Love you. I'm going to go to BB. Love you, Steve. I'm going to go to BB. I'm going to go to John. Then I'm going to go to Gerald. And then I'm going to uh, my next group of Anthony Hamilton, Kerry Hilson, uh, and Reggie Hutland, and Nelson uh, Nelson George. Uh, BB, go ahead. I just want to say what we just said to, to, to Stevie. It's important to me, and we sometimes take uh, life for granted and, and time for granted, but just to tell each other um, how much we love each other. So. I just wanted to say, John, I love you, sir, and Gerald, I love you, Roland, I love you, and thank you guys for what you do to bring the love and the peace that we need in this world. B.B., love you as well, brother. Thanks a lot. We love you back, B.B. And um, thank you. Tell everybody, tell everybody that's in your circle that you love them, too, because um, as we're seeing this year, we've seen Kobe, we've seen everything that's happening with the coronavirus. We've seen so many people right. that we love um, have 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 went on this year. And um, mm-hmm. it's been a, a year full of tragedy, a year full of mourning. Um, and all we have with each other are these moments. And uh, so we have to cherish every moment that we have together um, right. as long as we can. And I will tell you this, though, the thing that endures about any artist is their work, yep. um, no matter what. So um, we're blessed with Bill's music, no matter what, for eternity. They'll be listening to him a few hundred years from now, um, and the music will still be powerful and it'll still be meaningful. And that's that's the, the beautiful thing about being an artist um, is that your work endures forever. It's immortal. And um, so we can treasure that forever, and I'm going to treasure his music forever. John Thank you, Roland. John Thanks for bringing us together. Love you, brother. Appreciate it, man. Thanks well, for me, you know, I'm just honored to be a messenger of the music along with uh, my dear friends here. And like you, BB, I have to tell each and every one of you that I love you, and it's been a blessing to uh, be a part of this um, remembrance of such a great man, uh, Bill Withers. You know, I sit here um, 
with with mixed feelings, you know, um, you know, there's there's even though we're going through the season of coronavirus, um, last Monday I became a grandfather for the first time. Mm. Uh, I have, a, I have a, a grandson named Gavin, um, eight pounds, 11 ounces. And what that says to me is that we have to unite as a people in order to get this world together for his generation and my children's generation. And um, so it's an important time to really press the reset button and really get back to loving one another, respecting one another. You know, it's not about you know, what party you're affiliated with now. It's it's all about survival now. It's about uh, helping uh, get through this this tragedy. And um, um, I, I just want to say in terms of Bill Withers and his family, I'm glad I got the chance to uh, know Bill, uh, tour with Bill, uh, the, the stories that uh, everybody else spoke of. Uh, Bill had some wonderful stories on the tour bus as we were traveling around. Uh, that just, you know, uh, made my mouth drop, you know, he, he was just a great storyteller. Uh, so it, it's just a, 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 just a universal blessing to have known him and to still have his legacy of music to reflect back on and make, make us feel better. Roland, I, I really want to thank you for this platform to uh, honor Bill and his family and just in general, everything that you do. Uh, with your platform has just been a positive force uh, for the globe. And I just want to thank you. And thank you for your friendship. Appreciate it, Frat. Love you, man. Thank you for all your work. Thanks for joining us on this tribute to Bill Weathers. Thanks much. To the white, what's up? All right, folks, joining us right now is music historian, writer, Nelson George. Nelson, what's up? How you doing, man? Man, always good to see you, talk to you. Just, man, just share your thoughts about the unbelievable life and legacy of Bill Weathers. Well, I mean, you know, I think what's unique about Bill Withers as a writer is that he was a guy who could write soul music, but he also wrote spiritual music. He also wrote folk music, and he did it in a way that blended these things into its own unique mix. Um, no one has sounded like Bill Withers before, and no one has sounded like Bill Withers since. If you think about it, he came up in the 70s as Marvin Gaye, there's Barry White, there's Isaac Hayes, Al Green. There's an amazing, it's an amazing generation of voices. He was a unique voice. He didn't, he didn't wear a shiny suit. He didn't um, do any of the kind of soul music things that people were used to. He sat down with a guitar, often on a little bench, and just sang beautiful songs. I said this to Gerald Albright, and I think it's the simplicity of his style, his music, the arrangements. Wasn't a whole lot of things happening. And so, really, you were forced to listen to what he had to say. You were not distracted by anything else because there was nothing else. It was him and that voice. Yeah, I mean, and, and you know, his themes. I mean, he wrote about his grandmother, right? His gra I mean, think about who writes pop songs about their grandmother. I mean, his vision was very unique. Uh, one of my favorite songs by him is, um, I think it's what I write left-handed, which is about a, a first-person story of someone who's been injured in the Vietnam War, writing about his, hopefully his, his brother not having to go through the same things. So it, you talk about the simplicity, but thematically, 
he went to a lot of places other people did not go. Um, who is he and what is he to you? I mean, he's a very clever writer who, who looked at the world from a very particular point of view and didn't do mostly cliche things. He did very, uh, even took the simple and elevated it, I think. So uh, uh, I, I, people say simple, but to look directly at life and to see those moments in life that other people don't see, that's an insight. That, that's a, a kind of a, a prophetic vision that he had. And also, I think what, what, what's, what, what stands out, I said this earlier, we were talking with him, um, and that is um, when he walks away, he walks away for good. Nobody in the music business does that. <laughs> Nobody in the music business walks away and stays away. I mean, he was honored, at the, I think, at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. He was honored. I think BET honored him. He's been honored all over the place since he retired in 85. Never picked up the guitar again. Everybody wanted to write with him. Everybody wanted to do duets with him. I mean, he would not, once he was gone, he was gone. That's just a level of self. I think some of that is that he was older, too. You got to remember, he didn't become successful really till his 30s. You know, right. so he wasn't one of these young kids who just has a hit record and now I'm hot and this is my life. He'd had a life before he was a songwriter had a life before he was a star. And I, it looks like he had a very satisfied life afterwards. I mean, he hasn't performed, what, since 85 or so. So he's had a whole nother life that has nothing to do with any of this. And I think the lesson of Bill Withers in that respect is like um, when you've done it to the height of your powers and you're satisfied with that, you can walk away. You should think of him as the Jim Brown of songwriting. Right, right. I mean, while you were talking, I thought, I thought about athletes. When they retire, there's a whole nother life after they play ball. Right. And I don't know. I mean, the beauty of his life is, except for the documentary that he, uh, you know, still build that came out a few years ago. Yep. He didn't, he, he wasn't basking. He wasn't going to places where he would be recognized. He had an, I don't know what the hell he did these last <laughs> few years. And I think that's kind of a beautiful thing. He just lived. In an era where people are craving constant gratification, constant uh, uh, validation. He didn't need that. I mean, listen, when you write Lean On Me, uh, you're good for the rest of your life. It's one of the greatest songs ever written. And, and there you go. When, when, you, when you have not, not great songs, not hit songs, but when you have iconic songs. I keep saying, you mean you can, you can have a great song, you can have a great song, a hit song, a classic, but iconic is at a whole different level. I mean, Lean On Me is being played right now, but, you know, for people all over the world to deal with the, with the coronavirus, as, as, you know. So that's an anthem, Yep. <laughs> you know, yep. of the highest level. I mean, even things like Who Is He and What Is He To You been covered a million times. I mean, so, but Lean On Me is, let, let's go back to Lean On Me. Lean On Me is one of those songs It's felt like it's been written forever. It's this kind of song that you go back, well, maybe Lead Belly wrote that. Or maybe, you know, it was written back in the 1800s because it's got that kind of feel. It could be a national anthem. It's got that kind of uh, resonance with people. Indeed. So I, I, I just think that it's, it, it's a remarkable life. And the fact that he peaked, did it at the highest level, walked away, you know, dropped the mic stand, you know, uh, uh, so much respect for that. Nelson George, always a pleasure talking with you, man. Thank you very much, man. Thanks a bunch. Folks, if you think Bill Withers just had an impact uh, on older artists, 
What about if you were a hip-hop artist? Talib Kweli okay, had a chance to chat with him today, and he said Bill Withers greatly respected in hip-hop. Check this out. Have you here? Uh, it, was shock it was shocking, brother, to um, so many people uh, to find out the death of Bill Withers. And, I mean, what's crazy is he literally crossed my mind three days ago. He died Monday. I was going through some photos. Uh, for, I was actually for the weekend. I was looking for photos of Joseph Lowry from the Oprah Legends Ball in December of 2014. He sang at the brunch, and, there were, and I came across the photos of him, and to hear he passed away Monday, the age of 81, man, is just shocking. Just, just your thoughts just about him as a singer, a songwriter, a cultural icon. Well, you know, it's interesting that you say that you um, he crossed your mind three days ago because of, I mean, I feel like there's some, some qualifications. Like if you black or if you really know about music, you know what I'm saying? There's not many days that go by that Bill Withers doesn't cross your mind. His mm -hmm. songs and his catalog and his influence is so ubiquitous. And his voice, how he spoke through music for the working class people was so important that, um, man, I, you know, I, I, I'm going to DJ on, on Instagram Live, and, and, and coincidentally, I don't believe in coincidences. Everything has a divine order, but I'm going to start DJing on Instagram Live right after you finish your show. You know what I'm saying? So everybody who watching can watch me on Instagram Live. And, um, you know, Perfect. shout out to D-Nice and DJ Premier and the people who have inspired me to do it. But um, I'm, I've am i been doing my thing as themes instead of just right. open format. And tonight's theme is going to be Bill Withers. Not just Bill Withers, but music that he inspired because... Right. Bill, Bill Withers has been sampled in hip hop more than 400 times. And, mm -hmm. and last week I did a theme of hip hop, like of, of samples. Uh, I did like three, four hours just playing hip hop samples. And there was so much Bill Withers that came up in that. So, you know, we always say as a cliche phrase, we got to give him his flowers while they're still here. But Bill Withers' music was so ubiquitous and so on point and so necessary for us that we find ourselves, I mean, look, me being, me being, you know, I'm in my 40s, so I'm, I'm what's considered middle age, but I still DJ clubs from that go from 18 to 35 to, to past my age, you know what I'm saying? And you could DJ yep. any, any club, it don't matter what type of, type of music you're playing, you could throw that lovely day on, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Oh, no, it's, it's look, I'm, I'm 51, and I thank God that my mother and father played the music, mm -hmm and we listened to it. Mm -hmm. We didn't just, oh, I ain't trying to hear that. Yeah. So it's crazy because, again, so I think it was Monday or Tuesday. So when, I, so when I'm driving to the office, man, I'll just put on Facebook Live, mm -hmm. Periscope, or Instagram Live, and I'm jamming music in the car. Mm -hmm. So just like, y'all, so that's how, that's how I DJ, because I call it hashtag rolling with rolling. Right. And I was jamming Bill Withers. And man, you talk about lovely day, just the two of us, mm -hmm. Uh, you talk about Lean On Me, but that live version from Carnegie Hall. Yeah, yeah. When you talk about DJing, bro, I was in Toronto. I was in Toronto uh, several years ago. I'm at, I'm at this club, and this DJ is playing this, this song, and it was a speeded-up version, and I'm going, who the hell is it? I sound like Bill Withers. But it was this, he had this other beat to it. Dude, I go to the DJ. He tells me who it is. I track it down. It's German DJ named Henrik Schwartz. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was crazy because I ran into Charles Oakley that night. And I was I, I was fixated. I'm like, yo, what's that version? And man, it took me a while to track that song down. Mm -hmm. When you talk about, again, how his music, how you can integrate that into so many sets, 
and the audience gonna flow right with it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he, his story, just for me being a, a artist who's had my trials and tribulations with the music business, you know, for a lot of years, Bill Withers couldn't get his music out. Um, he was having arguments with the record labels and all that, but he, he was somebody who was early in the era where artists were really getting taken advantage of, particularly black artists disproportionately. He was standing up. He was standing up to the record companies and just saying no. He understood his self-worth and his self-value. And during that time, you, you could say that he suffered his craft, not his craft, but his popularity and his ability to make money suffered because he walked away. He walked away from it. He walked away. Yeah. He was like, I mean, and, and, and the crazy thing is he didn't just walk away saying, fine, I'm, I'm going to step away. No, he completely left. No performing, no, you know, nothing else. And it was like, I'm done with it. I had my feel with it. But also, I think, you know what? I also think that's also a result of him coming in at the age of 30. Yeah. I mean, he his, was working first, somewhere else. On his first album cover, it's, it's taken at his job. He got his, his lunchbox with him. That's how real he was with it. He wasn't a part of the music business. So, and he understood that life existed outside of the music business. So he was able to yep. walk away from it with his head high. Let me tell you something, man. So he, so at that, let me tell you something, bro. At that Oprah brunch, mm -hmm. and I put it on Twitter. I've already texted Stepman. I was like, dude, she needs to put this out. So Bill performed at the brunch. BB Winans, he or he was the music director, had all these gospel artists, and Bill Withers performed. And of course, BB and the Winans went on and did a "Lean On Me" over for the "Lean On Me" movie soundtrack. He did this song, and it was about fathers. Mm -hmm. Bruh. And so when Oprah ran it on, when they ran the Legend Special, because mm -hmm. I, I mean, I was there. All these dudes were just, they were just in tears. Mm -hmm. Stedman, Kevin Lyles, and it were all these men, many, many of them, their fathers were gone. Now for me, my dad is still living. Mm -hmm. But it was so emotional. And man, cats were like, dude, I got to record that. And I talked to Bill afterwards. And I said, B he's like, I'm going to let somebody record this song. And I think BB said he wanted to record it, but it was just amazing. And so here he was. This is 2014, dude. He was 70s. He was he was 74 years old, and just killed it, uh, singing 74, and was effortless uh, in a yellow sweater and some yellow pants. Yeah, I mean, I'm 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 listening to you, but I'm looking for this um this Tupac song that because Pac said Pac sampled Bill Withers twice. Um, you know, Pac sampled Bill Withers for Soldier Story. Um, he sampled Ain't No oh, almost fell there. <laughs> sampled uh, for uh, Soldier Story samples uh, Ain't No Sunshine. But Pac Pac also sampled um I couldn't remember the name of the Bill Withers song. That's what I was looking for. But he got it's funny that you bring it up because Pac got a song called Papa's Song, and it's about father about his father trying to come back in his life, and he's like, Nah, we don't need you in in, in your life. You know, and it's like Bill Withers, his music from the time he was alive to the time Tupac passed away spoke to the to the black male condition in a way that was so powerful that Tupac Tupac could do that song, right? And then on the Luther Vandross album, Songs from My Father, he redid Lovely Day featuring Buster Rhymes. But he felt the need to do that on his Songs from My Father album. You know what I'm saying? Um Bill Withers did Grandma's Hands. You know, the song Rosie Kanye West flipped it to roses and, and talked about his his grandmother dying. There's so many different connections with the music that he did because this is really, really woven into the tapestry of black life.
Well, man, uh, one of the reasons why we, uh, you know, we did this with Reverend Joseph Lowry on Monday. Mm -hmm. And look, I did these tribute shows and even I was on TV one. And I think they're even more important now since, you know, because we can't have funerals because of coronavirus. Mm -hmm. So for us to be able to do this virtual home going, if you will, yeah. uh, to for, for cats like Bill Withers, for people who did who did not know him, who did not understand the music, uh, but but certainly I mean it's great for people now to understand that connection between Bill Withers, folk singer, if you will, and hip hop, and how his music uh, is certainly legendary, and that's why he's a rock and roll hall of fame. No doubt, no doubt. Shout out to Believe shout out to the Bill Withers family. Um, that still build documentary is great, a great starting point for people who have never heard of Bill Withers um, or don't really not familiar with his music. Definitely. I appreciate it, bro. No doubt. Thank you, Roland. Always, All right, stay always, safe. Always Take care. You. You're always on the right side of history. I appreciate you, brother. All right, brother. Thanks. We'll talk soon. Peace. All right, folks, let's go to singer Anthony Hamilton, who joins us right now on Roland Martin Unfiltered. Anthony, how you doing? I'm great, man. How are you? Doing great. Uh, we, uh, we've had some amazing conversations with the likes of Stevie Wonder, B.B. Winans, John Legend, Gerald Albright, uh, talking about uh, the great Bill Withers. Your yeah. thoughts? He was, a he was the best. He was my most favorite uh, lyricist, storyteller. He was just really matter-of-fact when it came to putting his music out, how he delivered it. It wasn't... It wasn't trying to be sexy. It wasn't trying to be cool. It was just matter of fact. This is Bill Withers from Slap Fork, West Virginia, coal miner's son, and uh, he was he was that to me. When you hear the phrase "earthy," I think that certainly uh, uh, speaks to Bill Withers and his sound. It was more it was more earth than that. <laughs> it was the beginning of earth. Uh, he was just that raw with it, and. Uh, you know, on, on the scene and off the scene, I had a chance to really build a relationship with Bill. I would text him, text him, and uh, he'd text me back, and he was really, really black with it. And uh, just really uh, somebody who you knew what you was going to get. He shot from the hip straight and uh, just was a man, a man who did music, took care of his family, and uh, built a legacy for standing for what he believed in. Um, your favorite song out of all of his songs, the one that uh, that is the go-to that you'll put on and listen to over and over and over again. Wow. Lean on me is one of the ones, man. Lean on me. Lean on me when you're not strong. I'll be your friend. I'll help you carry on. That one, and this is one that people don't really know. It's called Hello Like Before. Hello, like before. I'd never come here if I'd known you were here. I must admit, though, it's nice to see you, dear. Look like you've been doing well. And hello, like before. I know we've grown because we were only children then. For laughs, I guess we both can say I knew you win. But then again, let's kiss and tell. That's Bill Withers. Anthony Hamilton. I painted that picture. That's Bill Withers, man. There you go. Simple as that. Simple as that. Man, we appreciate you uh, uh, joining us, share your thoughts and reflections about the great Bill Withers, and I'm sure his family appreciates it as well. Yeah, I spoke to his daughter today, uh, Corey, and... Uh, they, they say thank you to everybody for the love and, and sending all the well wishes. And uh, I'm going to do a tribute to him 
on my IG Live come Sunday. All right. We'll be looking for it. Thank you, man. I appreciate you, brother. Appreciate it, Anthony. Always good talking to you, brother. Same here. All right. Folks, one of the individuals uh, who was extremely close uh, was Bill Withers, Clarence Avon. Uh, he was the one who signed Bill Withers to his Sussex record label uh, that put out some of Bill's greatest hits. Uh, he was complete, he's been completely uh, torn apart uh, after learning about Bill Withers' death. Uh, I did talk to Clarence earlier today. Uh, he was way too emotional uh, to come on and share his thoughts, but uh, certainly I want us uh, to certainly have our thoughts and prayers. Because we talk about Withers' family, but you also, uh, his wife, Marsha, the two children, Todd and Cora. But we think about, again, folks like Clarence Avon, longtime friends, folks who have been, who have been so, be with him for so many different, uh, so, so long as well. And, and, a, and a guy like Clarence is also, you know, in his 80s. And, uh, and, and so I, I just want us to also just shout out Clarence Avon. Uh, as well, and the New York Times is Clarence Avant. It's not Avent. I was reading their the obit on Bill Withers, and they had Clarence Avent. So I had to send them a tweet. I'm like, no, I spell a man name correct. And if you haven't seen Reggie Hutler's documentary on the Black Godfather and Clarence Avant, you want to check that out. And we're trying to find out where this documentary Steel Bill, where it's airing, because it was on Netflix, but it's no longer on Netflix. Uh, so we'll we'll, we'll uh, get that. Is Kerry Hilson there? Yes. All right, Kerry, how you doing? Hi, I'm good. It's always good seeing you, uh, your wonderful smile. Uh, I hate that we have to talk under this <laughs> circumstance, but when I thought about somebody uh, who I wanted to talk to about, Bill Withers, you're a songwriter. And I keep saying songwriters have a different appreciation for other songwriters who are also artists. And so I just want to give you uh, an opportunity for you to share your thoughts and reflections about Bill Withers. Yeah, um, I remember some of my most fond memories of his music was when I was first learning to play the piano. I, I learned to songwrite by learning to play the piano first. And um, I remember Lean On Me. Doom, 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 doom. That was like my first song that I had ever played and sung at the same time. So that's like, I think for someone as little as me, I was born in 82. And so for someone as young as me, that was the first time that I was introduced to anyone who could like really evoke my little emotions. It was it was just so special. Um, and then later in my career, um, I got to pay homage to him uh, with my song Pretty Girl Rock, which contained an interpolation of um, uh, I was just saying lean on me of. Um, um, I'm, of course, I'm drawing a blank as I'm sitting here waiting for you. <laughs> uh, hold on. Um, just the two of us. Just the two of us. So Pretty Girl Rock um, is like a um, an interpolation of that song. And I was so proud, produced by Chuck Harmony. I was so proud to do that because it, for me, it was like just full circle moment. That was on my last album. Um and I was just really proud to pay homage to him. He's one of the people I really, really, really wished that I could have met. Mm -hmm. And then everyone has the, the, um, uh, Mr. Clark, you know, that, uh, I'm trying to think of the movie. The, mo <laughs> the, the, the movie was Lean On Me. Lean On, oh, that's right. Yeah, that was the movie. That's right. That's right. So everyone has that memory of, um, that song. But yeah, I mean, I feel like he was like a lot of the, um, 
the soundtrack to a lot of our lives, I think, in the in the early 80s and for some 70s. I wasn't born then. But. Yeah, I mean, he, I mean, after, look, with those hits, uh, I just interviewed Talib Kweli, and he talked about how uh, his 400 different times Bill Withers was sampled in hip-hop. Uh, and then wow. when movies, and yeah, absolutely, a number of movies, uh, Lovely Day, Just the Two of Us, uh, yeah. Lean on Me. Uh, and so and it, it's so funny because when I think about these movies, I'm often talking about these songs. Uh, and for my nieces, their understanding of these songs isn't from the artists, it's from the animated films they heard it in. Yeah. So I'm talking, I'm like, exactly. what the hell are you talking about? I'm like, I ain't talking about... <laughs> Lean on me from some Pixar film, but again, because exactly. well, a lot of those films have used uh, many, many of these classic songs. Yes, yes. I mean, songwriting it just doesn't get much more raw. Mm -hmm. Like when you when it comes to lyric and performance, and he did it with such ease. Like I've spent my whole day actually watching old video, old performances that I had never seen of him. Um, I guess it wasn't so accessible in the '80s, and and I, I guess. A lot of those, it was my first time seeing him really perform them. And it was so, he just, it just, ugh, the, the emotion that's there that he was able to pull out was so amazing. It, it is amazing. Like young and old, these songs are time, lovely day. When you think of all of his music, it's so timeless and it's so well-written. I mean, we talk about songwriting and putting lines together and, and you know what I mean? Like for me, he, he blended um, funk with rhythm and blues and soul. Like he really rode that line in such a beautiful way. So absolutely, absolutely, definitely one one of a lot of people's favorites. Well, we certainly appreciate you joining us, sharing your thoughts about yeah. Bill Withers and his music, uh, and we certainly will be listening to his songs for a long time. Absolutely, All absolutely. Right. Thanks for having me, Carrie. Take care. All right. All right. All right, folks. Again, we are. Um, so in a moment, we're going to talk with um, a couple more folks, uh, Dwayne Woods and Reggie Hutland, uh, before we end our tribute uh, to Bill Withers, who passed away in the, on Monday uh, at the age of 81. He had heart complications, according to the family, to his son. Family put out a statement um, about uh, about his passing, and we certainly um, just. Um, so here's some of the tweets that were also posted by people today uh, once the news spread about the death of Bill Withers. Go ahead and pull those up. Uh, you see Spike Lee, Steel Bill, art by Adrian Franks. Uh, that was an Instagram post by Spike Lee. Go ahead to the next one, please. Uh, this is uh, Holly, Holly Robinson-Pete. When I wake up in the morning, she, of course, she's got uh, the, some of the lyrics uh, of Bill Withers right there. Uh, let's see. Go to the next one. Keep going, y'all. All right. There's a Joy, Joy and Reed posted. The world is a little less cool today. Rest in perfect peace. Uh, here's a photo here of Angela Bassett and Sade um, uh, talking about uh, Bill Withers and uh, Sade in concert. Wow. I can still hear him singing his heart out on stage. Reverend Jesse Jackson Sr. Uh, tweeted, lifted us up by declaring, if you stumble, you will, not you will not fall. Declared that grandma's hands will lift us up above the danger. Ain't no sunshine. Now that he has made his transition, I feel sad that he is gone. I knew him personally for a long period of time. People Bryson, losing this one is hitting me different. You were my friend, my brother, and you gave me wisdom whenever you saw or felt I needed it. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. I will miss you. Hashtag ain't no sunshine. Build with us. Viola Davis, you were awesome. Your classic songs created beautiful memories. Well done. We'll read one more before I go to my next guest. Uh, we have one more.
All right, Dwayne Wood. So we're going to talk to him in a minute. Uh, so let's just hold that one. Right now, though, is Reggie Hutland, uh, who is the, of course, movie director. Uh, he directed the documentary uh, The Black Godfather, which had an interview with Bill Withers in it. Uh, he joins us right now. Reggie, how you doing, Doc? Good. How you doing, Roland? Uh, Bill Withers was—he wasn't always—he wasn't always out. Didn't always go in places. Uh, but you were—you were able to get him to sit down and talk about Clarence Avon. Uh, I said a few moments ago. I called Clarence earlier. He is so broken up by the death of Bill Withers uh, that it just—it was hard for him to, just to even talk because they were—they were that close. Um, talk, talk about him. That interview uh, for the documentary discussing his friend Clarence. Well, it was really wonderful because um, you know. Bill Withers is such an accomplished man, um, beyond being an amazing, you know, singer, songwriter. He produced his own music. He, uh, people don't know, he overcame a terrible stuttering problem when he was a kid, uh, to the point where they thought he was mentally uh, uh, incapable. I mean, there were a bunch of kids who buried him in the ground up to his neck. They had such contempt for him growing up in Slab Fork, West Virginia. So to overcome all that, to have a career in the uh, military, and then in your 30s, become a music star, and to write so many classics, is an amazing set of achievements. Uh, so when he sat down with us, he told his story. It was very simple. He was very humble. There's no brag to him. He's the person you see on the album covers, the guy who sings very direct, that's who he is in real life. And his speaking voice is incredible. You hear it in the movie. And when you, when you experience it, you just go, you should be doing voiceover for everything because I just believe you. You just, he speaks truth whenever he talks. One of the things that we've heard from so many people when we get in, we've, we've talked today to, B.B. Winans and Stevie Wonder and John Legend and Gerald Albright and Anthony Hamilton and others uh, is, again, the, the simplicity of what he had to say and how no matter where you come from, no matter what part of the country, no matter what your demographic, we all understood what he was saying. People identified with it. And, and in fact, in many ways, he wasn't actually singing. He was talking folks through things. Yeah, you know what? It takes it takes a lot of talent to reach that kind of simplicity and clarity. You know, it's very easy to get caught up in too many words and too many thoughts, but just to say exactly what you mean in a way that every person and every walk of life can connect to what you're saying, that's an incredible gift. You know, some people have to write 100 pages to get things down to 10 pages. Um, and he was one of those guys... And and he, at the beginning, you know, I've been talking to people like Marcus Miller, the world-class jazz musician, who talked about the miracle of Bill Withers' talent. He just sat down and said, okay, a uh, piano, and just would just sit down and wrote Lean On Me, the first song he wrote on a piano. How do you come out the gate <laughs> writing a masterpiece like that? That's crazy. <laughs> Well, again, some people got it and some folk don't. That's right. And he certainly had it. Uh, and again, he was extremely close uh, with Clarence Avant. Uh, so uh, we certainly uh, appreciate 
uh, you sharing your thoughts with us, Reggie. Uh, he was an unbelievable man, uh, and all of us who got a chance to actually meet him. I got a chance to meet him one time. Uh, always, always remember that. So we appreciate it, Doc. Yes, he was a beautiful man. Yeah, so thank you. Thank you for allowing me to share, and I'm really glad the world is stopping and even in the midst of the crisis we're in and remembering uh, such a wonderful man. Oh, that's why we do what we do. Uh, again, because of coronavirus, unfortunately, we can't have uh, funerals to be able to celebrate uh, these icons that we've lost. And in fact, in the last week, I mean, we've lost uh, the great baseball player, Jimmy Wynn. We've lost Curly Neal. We lost O'Neill Swanson, the funeral home owner in Detroit, Reverend Dr. Joseph Lowry, now losing, um, now losing uh, Bill Withers. Uh, but uh, having the ability to do this virtual home going, if you will, uh, allow all of us to be able to share our thoughts about who he was. So, Richard Hutton, I appreciate it, man. Thanks a lot. Thank you, Roland. All right, folks, we've been having some technical difficulties. We've not been able to get Dwayne Woods. So put up his, uh, his uh, photo, please, that he posted on Instagram, and we'll close out with that. Uh, you can go ahead and pull it up. I appreciate that. I'm not sure if Bill Withers called everyone son or not when meeting them, but when he called me son on this day, it meant the world to me. I've always loved his music, but after meeting him, I will always honor the kind and funny person he was. And so um, that, folks is our tribute uh, to Bill Withers. Uh, and um, this, of course, uh, was the one time we got to meet, and I certainly appreciate and I thank him uh, for, um, for me saying so I can appreciate his work and them, him telling me uh, he can appreciate my work. And so, uh, matter of fact, both of us sort of matching that day with my yellow seersucker and that cream top he had on. Uh, and so, folks, uh, we appreciate this. We want you to be sure to uh, share this. Other folks, don't forget, we're going to be restreaming this uh, a number of times over the next uh, 24 hours in addition to this weekend. Uh, and so take the time to go to YouTube. If you don't know about Bill Withers, go look at some of the interviews. Go look at that documentary, Steel Bill. The reason we do this show, the reason this is important because we have to always honor our legends who don't always get their just due. I'm not sure uh, you're going to see uh, MSNBC or CNN or Fox News or ABC or CBS or NBC dedicate an hour and a half tribute to Bill Withers. But that's why we have Roland Martin unfiltered. Uh, that's what I did when I was at TV One with News One Now and Washington Watch. That's what I did when I was at the Tom Jordan Morning Show. But those shows are no longer on the air. But we are here. But in order for us to stay here, we need your support. So please, if you go to our cash app, dollar sign RM Unfiltered, you can support this show. You can go to PayPal as well, which is paypal.me forward slash rmartinunfiltered. If you want to support us via Square, just simply go to rollermartinunfiltered.com and you can do so there. Your dollars make it possible for us to do this. And again, uh, we don't apologize for being black. We don't apologize uh, for covering our people. Uh, unbelievable show today with Congresswoman Yana Presley, uh, as well as Lieutenant General Russell Honore, uh, as well as all of our other guests discussing coronavirus. So please support us at Roller Martin Unfiltered as we join our Brina Funk fan club. As we always do, we end the show on Fridays. We do the roll call of all of our members uh, of our Brina Funk fan club, uh, numbering about 3,500 or so. We probably added about a couple of hundred in the last 48 hours, our goal is to get that up to 5,000 in the month of April. By the end of the year, we hope to have 20,000 of you. We want you to contribute 50 bucks each over the course of a year, $4.19 a month, 13 cents a day, to make this show possible. We did 350 original hours of content last year. We're going to do 400 hours of con original content this year. There's no other black uh, company that's doing that sort of work. 
That's why we do it, because it's about you and us celebrating our people. All right, y'all be sure to have a good weekend. Be safe, wear your mask, put your gloves on, wash your hands, check on your loved ones, check on the elderly, and as General Russell Honore said, look out for each other. Holla! Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.